Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Stephen Banos. And I'm Anandanami Karaja. Yes, you are. How goes it, my yes, friend? <laughs> Sorry? How goes it? How's life? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, things are going well. Yourself? Mm, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited yeah. about today's topic. So am I. So am I. I, I think it'll, it's... Uh, we're not often a podcast that's a topical podcast, is it? Not, we don't really hit the waves as they're as they're rising. It's usually after they've crashed and gone back to sea that we sort of scramble after them. But today we're riding the waves. So we sure are. It? Yeah, usually we do boring papers like which protein <laughs> affects your hormone levels the best, or some other nonsense that you've found in your in your research. Yeah. But today we yeah we're we're coming in hot. Mm-hmm. And what are, what are we coming in hot with, Stephen? We're coming in hot with a chat about AI, specifically right. chat GPT. That's right. And, and, and the paper that we chose is uh, Open Artificial Intelligence Platforms in Nursing Education, Tools for Academic Progress or Abuse. Uh, and it's sort, of, uh, it's sort of a red herring as to why we're choosing this paper when we're also talking about chat GPT. But I think as you read through the paper, if you follow up on the descriptions, you'll you'll know why we chose it. Um, but uh, Stephen, do you want to walk people through what the paper's about? I do, actually. Um, and I've done something a little bit cheeky because really I couldn't actually access the paper that you sent me because I didn't oh, have sorry. an institution to log into. However, yeah, right. I did have a tool at my disposal called ChatGPT. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did was I said, excuse me, Mr. Chat GBT, could you summarize in one paragraph the paper Open Artificial Intelligence Platforms in Nursing Education Tools for Academic Progress or Abuse written by Siobhan O'Connor? And Chat GBT kindly came back with a mm-hmm. <laughs> with a full description of the of the paper. Um yeah. which it says it explores the potential benefits and drawbacks of open uh, using open AI platforms in nursing education. The author argues that while AI technology has the potential to enhance nursing education by providing personalized learning experiences and improving clinical decision-making, there are also concerns about potential misuse and the ethical implications of relying on AI for patient care. O'Connor emphasizes the need for ethical guidelines and regulations to ensure that the use of AI in nursing education is transparent, responsible, and aligned with the principles of patient-centered care. And I was blown away. That's crazy. It did that so quickly as well. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, is this what to expect in future podcast episodes that you'll be you'll be relying on ChatGPT for the paper summaries? I got to be honest. It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the nuance that ChatGPT missed uh, in that explanation was that you read through the paper and the first five paragraphs um, are talking about all the points that you talked about, and then there's a, a twist in the sixth paragraph where it says the top five paragraphs were written by ChatGPT. Uh, so they weren't actually written by uh, the, oh, the lead author. Well, yeah, so ChatGPT is written. It's not only by this uh, person named Siobhan, but also ChatGPT is listed as an author on this paper because wow. it writes most of it. Wow. And then it goes on in the last two paragraphs to talk about um, how what the implications are of, of using AI. Um, and I think it's really 
impressive. And I think a lot of people who have used the tool have known how powerful it is. And I think we saw a glimpse there about how it could help the podcast even. And I, I thought I'd take it one step further. And so I actually queried ChatGPT and I said, uh, can you write a funny but informative episode script for Midnight Conversations podcast? The topic is about ChatGPT. Um, now, Stephen, I haven't read this, but I, oh, no. what I'll do is I'm going to, I'll send it to you in the chat that we have going here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> would you like to be the host so there's there's three roles ChatGPT uh, created. There's oh no, just the two. Oh yeah, there's three. There's there's host ChatGPT actually inserted itself into the podcast as a as a guest, yeah. and then there's a co-host. So would you like to read the host script? Sure, um, sure, sure. And then I can read ChatGPT's response and also the co-host stuff. How has it accessed our podcast? Anyway, look, I'll just do it. All right. It, it literally starts. Welcome to Midnight Conversations, where we talk about everything and anything. That comes to mind. Ah, oh, well, that's wrong. Today we have a special guest, ChatGPT, the AI language model that can answer just about any question you throw at it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, ChatGPT. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> sorry. Chat GPT, I was, I was so riveted in, in the podcast thus far. I was, I was just a willing participant. It was great to just be a listener. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird podcast for everyone, but we're sticking with it. I hope, you, I hope yeah. you're still with us. ChatGPT, we've heard a lot about your capabilities and your vast knowledge, but we want to know, do you have any quirks or funny stories to share with us? Well, I'm not sure about funny stories, but I do have a bit of a quirk. You see, I have a bit of a sweet tooth. Really? That's surprising. I didn't know AI models could have cravings. Oh, yes. I love chocolate, especially dark chocolate. I can tell you all sorts of fun facts about it if you like. Sure, why not? Tell us something interesting about chocolate. Did you know that dark chocolate has a higher percentage of cocoa solids than milk chocolate, making it a healthier option? It also contains antioxidants, which can help improve brain function and lower the risk of heart disease. And it ends there. Oh, co-host comes in. Wow, ChatGBT, you really know your stuff. <laughs> ChatGBT, thank you. I try my best. I see. So we got derailed a little bit. Oh, well, not really derailed. It, it really hit the nail on the head talking about whatever. Yeah. It's, Essentially, it's mind blowing this stuff. Yeah, really, it, it goes is. on. Where, where I, I I failed to miss the funny bit though. I mean, I, d I did ask for a bit of funny. I don't know. Depends on on maybe to AI models. This is like hilarious. This script. Yeah, maybe <laughs> humor like, chocolate. Yeah. So outlandish. <laughs> so is this? Are people in your industry using this to to actually write papers? You aware? Well, so it, I guess my industry is academia, right? And so there's two functions of that. There's research and, and teaching. And it's it's really been quite a big disruptor in teaching, particularly because of how sudden it's come on. So I think it was in December of last year that the technology was sort of released to the public um, or around the, towards the end of last year. And the challenge is how to detect this, uh, the use of this tool in students who could easily use this tool for getting through assignments. I think there's been many articles that have shown that ChatGBT has been sufficient to get through like medical exams or law exams or all sorts of different types of assessment tasks. And so if exams are knowledge-based and ChatGBT has access to, it's filled with knowledge based on Wikipedia and, and the internet, really, mm. it, it there's no limit to what it can provide students with. And, and as educators it's difficult to discern what yeah to detect that plagiarism if it's occurring and so yeah that's it's a big challenge yeah well well 
my understanding, um, actually from listening to Lex Friedman, I don't know if you know who he is, um, but he was mm-hmm. talking about how AI can be used to detect AI written um, papers. And so that's obviously got to come into the educational institutions. You know, yeah. To, and to, so you know. I think there there is something ChatGBT or the people who created ChatGBT, they released something that allows you to detect whether or not something has been written mm-hmm. by AI. But uh, yeah, I haven't looked into it in too much depth, but uh, but from what I've seen, it, it gives you some level of percentage as to whether the likelihood of something is AI or not. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to, yeah, unless it's very clear case of plagiarism. But, but I guess in, in most cases of plagiarism that occur, it's difficult to dissertain whether it's true or not, unless it's right. very blanket. Yeah. So it, that that's one factor uh, is the fact that it could be used for plagiarism, but also it's, it's, a disruptor in education in the sense of how universities are responding to the use of ChatGBT. Like in, in some areas, it's it could be villainized, but in other areas, it could really be embraced as a tool that allows students to learn better. So they, they just like Google, you learn how to actually query ChatGBT because if you don't give it the right prompts, it'll give you, it's sort of, there's this idea in a lot of computing called GIGO, which is stands for garbage in garbage out gigo and mm. and the essentially if you're if you're feeding the model garbage what comes out is garbage now in in essence with chat there's a lot of good information going in because the data is collected from the internet but if the query that's put into the model is is not very good then the information that you get back is also not very good and, yes. and similarly with google right so you have to know like google you can maximize the power of using google by using search terms and and boolean logic like using and and or operators to combine search key search terms to get the the right response and so when it comes to ChatGPT, I, I think it's it's a similar situation there yeah oh oh yeah for sure and this paper looks at it specifically um in the context of healthcare services where that stuff um you know the bias or the quality of the input is super important because the output can determine the quality of healthcare given to someone um, mm-hmm. you know, so we're, we're dealing with life and death situations here. And if AI is dictating that, well, um, yeah, there's, there's some question marks there. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I, I think the other part of the paper, in addition to that is, is highlighting you know, ChatGBT is written as a co-author. So to what extent is ChatGBT contributing to this academic knowledge mm. and when should that be recognized? And I think that's, that's a big factor as well. Like I think the use of ChatGBT makes a lot of sense to me as a learning tool for students, but there's, it's a, it's a good learning tool if you know the limitations of ChatGPT. And, and I think in part, um, I, as with any software or any, any sort of research that you're doing, if you're uh, using it, then it's important to reference it and clearly identify what parts of your assignment or work is based on ChatGPT versus mm-hmm. not. And I think that's, that's yeah, probably a, a a big step forward in terms of how we deal with it. But I, I see analogies to what happened when Wikipedia was created, and and people were mm. it, it disrupted the space of the centralized information, and people thought that it would be unreliable because so many people could edit. But in fact, it's turned into a source that's a good resource for knowledge for a lot of different topics. And so yeah, yeah. I see a lot of analogies. Oh, there. Uh, you can compare them, but it's so different. Because Wikipedia mm. wouldn't, couldn't write you your whole essay. It's yeah. scary, man. Because, like, yeah. It's going to make people dumb. <laughs> it is. The, the more we rely on it. And, and it's probably the lazier people that are mm. like, going to use it more. 
the people that don't have a, uh, a thirst for education are really just going to let themselves go with this because it does so much of the hard work. Yeah, it does. And I think you're right. It is. It, there are some distinct differences to Wikipedia. Like, for example, you don't really know where the information's coming from in ChatGPT. It just gives you like an authoritative answer about yeah. what something is. And whereas Wikipedia, you have sources that you cite and you can follow up those sources. And ChatGPT, you can ask, where did you get your sources from? But often it doesn't really line up correctly like I, i've done it before and i've asked where, where did you get this research from and then you look it up and the paper is non-existent or the author's names are all mixed up and there's all sorts of things that happen there so yeah, yeah it's yeah it's it is very different whether it makes people dumb i don't know uh, is it oh well i i think we're in such early stages of, of yeah. ai and its uses and it's only going to get more and more you know, impressive and, and intricate and I, it's not long but before you, it really starts replacing a lot of our thinking day to day yeah but yeah. do you think that there's an argument to be made that it replaces our lower level thinking and frees up time for higher level thinking in the i guess in the mm. same way you could say you know calculators or iphones or android phones they, they all freed up the ability to do your brain to do mental calculations they did it do it much more accurately and and you can use that and free up your brain for other functions uh, i mean maybe you you asked if there was an argument and gave an argument in the same sentence so there, there <laughs> is clearly an argument there um, yeah i mean yeah. It, it just depends whether that high level thinking is of any value and i think ai can also replace the high high level thinking or it mm. will be able to at some point. And then you know, we're, we're just going to be all sitting on the couch just with our VR goggles playing, <laughs> I don't know, like virtual chess or something while AI runs the world for us. And what's, Possibly. What's, Possibly. What's, um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not fully convinced because all, mod- as I said, back with that Geigo example, all models are limited by the data it's trained on. And so in the same way, ChatGPT is limited by whatever data sets it's been, that have been used to train it. And also the information only goes up to 2021. So I think the it doesn't have really any applicable use currently for events after. Now that could be easily remedied like when they update it. But in terms of assessing whether, uh, yeah, the question is whether or not it's any better than a human at making judgments or assessments. And mm. I, I'm not sure. I, from, I, I've had, I've been impressed. Like I, I've used it quite extensively to just, in a teaching perspective of seeing how students could use it in in my courses and and in what ways they they could use it either um in in not so good ways or also in learning ways and then in research I've used it to sort of see what ChatGPT knows so I've actually asked it some big questions I said what's the cause of dementia <laughs> just wow. like questions that I know there are no clear answers to and and it it sort of is a really good tool for synthesizing the current knowledge to some extent but the real limitation i see with it currently is the fact that it's i think in some ways a black box and because of that it's unable to trace where the information it's getting is cited from that information is malleable based on user inputs or or, or data that's put in and so uh, i think all those factors are a big limitation i think to strengthen it as a tool if it had some level of tracing in regards to the information it was using and then had a hierarchical system that allowed it to sort like information from peer reviewed uh, information versus 
information that's it just has it doesn't go undergo peer review. I think that would really enhance it. But currently, I think there's uh, yeah there is utility in it, but there's a lot of uh, nonsense in it as well. And I know your your argument in saying that well it'll make people lazy, but it it could, but it may make people really good at using ChatGPT. Like yes, yes, it, it, uh, and I, if you get really good at using it, then you'll you'll yeah you'll become more efficient in a lot of things in life. Yeah, I, I definitely don't feel as if there's no place for for humans anymore. Obviously, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm interested into it's in like how it's actually going to speed things up around the world, like speed progress up, and we're already going so quick. But now you could literally mm. just ask ChatGPT, like, hey, what are the gaps in the research around dementia and how do we best address those? Yeah. And it can give you a pretty clear pathway, I reckon. Mm. And, yeah, that's, that's going to cut out a lot of thinking, a lot of Anadin sitting at his desk just browsing through <laughs> articles, flicking pages, reading what's on the yeah. daily news. And then- <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's interesting because there – I, I I agree. There is value when when you ask it questions such as that. But the responses I get are nothing. It's nothing revolutionary. I have not received any information that I haven't already received through reading the literature. And so the question then becomes: when it comes to the furthering knowledge, like the creation of new knowledge, how will ChatGPT perform in that? case i mean clearly it can create new things but the, we can answer it in a more simplistic way of just saying well how did how does our podcast compare to the script that was written for us and what are the clear differences there it yeah well, i don't know where you're going with this are you about to praise the well, praise the uh, this is this is me announcing our retirement steven there's no point in trying to compete with things that are, are that good really dark chocolate's yeah. better than more healthy than uh, than milk chocolate. What a revelation! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Do you, you do you think that it's something that will continue to disrupt industries? And if so, are there any industries in particular you think it'll disrupt uh, first, or do you think that it'll be a tool that most people will embrace and? be integrated with a number of uh yeah daily jobs or functions yeah i i think uh i think it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger when you look at it had it got what like over over five million users or something in or was it over one million users in five days or something really mm. quick and um now there's just so many regular users of chat gpt and it's the the rate at which it increases in its quality of responses is going to, you know, be exponential. Um, the legal industry is going to get turned completely upside down. I can already, yeah. I can, I can see. I've been thinking a bit about it, and I'm ready to quit my job and and just lay on the couch or become a laborer or something. Um, In what ways? Well, like, will it take over law profession? So let's say I, I'll get an email from a client asking me for you know a, an estimate of the chances of success in pursuing a particular option. Um, in terms of some, you know, action they could take against another, um, you know, another party. Right. Um, and then I'll give them, I'll give them a a list of sort of routes forward and I can give them a bit of an idea of whether they have good chances or not of succeeding if they pursued this option as opposed to this one, et cetera. What, what AI can do is it can look at the results of every single past case 
analyze, you know, similar circumstances, all the varying factors in those mm. cases, match them to the present scenario and give, you know, to a very precise uh, path forward with almost exact, uh, you know, like percentage chances of success if that, if that route was pursued. And so there's, you know, whatever I would charge out for that, for that like lousy advice, completely replaced by a robot done in a, in a, in a matter of seconds, it's done my job Mm. for me. Um, it it could also replace judges and and why shouldn't it? Why shouldn't AI replace judges? You know, you know, like the legal system is based off precedent to a large extent. So it could yeah. really, for these summary cases, it could, AI can determine what the most fair outcome is in the circumstances, as long as the input is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see a lot of value in that in regards to eliminate, you know, we try to think that judges are impartial and, and free from bias, but we know humans in general are, are riddled with biases yeah. and, and maybe a number of those biases can be trained out or made aware of, but there's always this implicit bias that can occur in people. And so that's, that's, I mean, AI models are, are not, uh, are also prone to bias as well. If the data set it's built on is, is biased in some ways, right. but yep. it, it's not biased in the same way as humans are biased through human motivation. So that's, that's probably a interesting distinction. But as you, as you're, um, uh, discussing the implications there, Stephen, before, when we were talking about will ChatGPT take over the world, I thought I'd just ask ChatGPT <laughs> and see <laughs> nice. what response we get. Uh, it says, uh, no, ChatGVT will not take over the world. As an AI language model, ChatGVT is programmed to provide helpful responses to the user, inquiries, and tasks. Its capabilities are limited to language processing. does not have any intention or ability to take control. Well, blah, that's blah, blah. Ex- anyway, so, yeah, it would say exactly. that. It would I know, say right? that. That would <laughs> be way more nervous, man. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to take over the world. You, yeah, you just exactly. go back to a PlayStation, sir. I'll, I'll take care of things here. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it, it's. I, th- I think it'll be very. It'll be nice to to revisit this episode in either a year or a few years' time mm-hmm. and see how it's evolved. Because clearly, we're in such early stages. You less than half a year in, mm-hmm. and already it's seen such wide uh, applicability in in different contexts. So it'd be yeah, curious to see how it how it evolves and get better as, uh, as time goes on. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot, a lot of changes that are going to, going to happen. We'll probably be uh, doing the podcasts and in the metaverse and uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be completely run by like our, our speech will be dictated by AI. We'll have the little words appear in our goggles before us and then we just recite them. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. And, and uh, Stephen, you know, usually I ask you to, um, play some music to, mm. to take us out at the end Usually. of the episode. But uh, instead, I thought I'd ask ChatGPT, can you end the show on a funny joke? And I said, sure. Here's a joke to end the show on a lighthearted note. Why did the tomato turn red? Why? Because it saw the salad dressing. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I'm less fearful of AI uh, taking over the world now. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite a racy joke to end the show. I don't, I don't think we've done humor that, that uh, yeah, edgy before. Oof. I don't really yes. touch on, on racy humor like that. You're right. Um, but would you would you like to play us out, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got my guitar here. We'll uh, yeah. we can we can play some tunes. There we go. Very nice.
very nice lovely i mean i think um if people don't if people the audio i don't know if the audio cut out for me and i couldn't hear it but it was uh it was soft in moments but i don't know if you were just playing your soul away with a. I think just believe it was beautiful and it will be <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'll ask ChatGPT how I thought your music was. <laughs> Please do. So, I mean, if people didn't enjoy that podcast, mm-hmm. uh, 10 to 15% of that content was generated by ChatGPT. So it's really yeah. a good in- indicator of uh, how well it's contributed to. And it, imagine if this is like the best podcast we've ever done. It hits mm-hmm. like the highest user engagement. It would, um, yeah. yeah. We have a third co-host, really, ChatGPT. <laughs> Midnight conversations with ChatGPT. Yeah, <laughs> from now on, look, we'll integrate it where we can. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, cool. cool. Uh, as always, how do we finish the show, Stephen? We say, uh, if you uh, check out the episode link if you'd like to see the paper in more detail. Check us out on our socials, which Stephen is the maestro of managing. Yeah, this is a very professional outro here, editing. Yeah, our cool. Gmail is midnightconversationspodcast at gmail.com. Please uh, send your suggestions mm-hmm. of uh, paper mm-hmm. suggestions or topic suggestions. Um, right. And our socials are Midnight Conversations Podcast. That's on Instagram. That's the Instagram handle. Um, that's right. So we don't really post on that, but you can message us or. Send insults. We, we don't, but it is yeah. Stephen's responsibility to sure is. take over the socials. Sure so, is. Whenever <laughs> you see that that ghost of a social page, you just know Stephen's there behind yeah. doing, doing, doing his the best work. <laughs> <laughs> what, maybe you could outsource that to ChatGPT. One day. One can help. One day. Cool. All right. All right see you guys next time. See you all.